Hello, everyone. I'm your host, River Ann, and this is Heart Sense, a podcast for aligning, strengthening, and opening our hearts to a higher frequency of love that heals ourselves and our planet. So thank you for being here. Before we begin, I wanted to thank all my U.S. listeners and give a shout out to the global community that has joined us, which includes 17 other countries. So thanks to all my loyal followers in Canada, Australia, Japan, the UK, France, Spain, Germany, Croatia, the Ukraine, India, Cyprus, Montenegro, Guatemala, Rwanda, Singapore, Mexico, and Uganda. I'm so grateful for your presence here with me. Today we're going to do something a little different. I decided it was time to enhance our relationship by allowing you to get to know me better. So I invited my good friend and fellow podcaster, John Chow, to interview me. It's my hope that this interview will bring us closer energetically and that perhaps you'll reach out to me afterwards with an email and share what's moving you with this podcast and what you would like more of. So please do that by contacting me at Our Heart Sense, the number two, at gmail.com. The music you're listening to is provided by Marshall Styler, and the song is entitled Walking Mansfield Dam. Mansfield Dam is in Austin, Texas, and it's a part of two lake systems, Lake Travis and Lake Austin, where I spent most of my life. So I felt it appropriate for today's episode. You can find Marshall's music by going online to piano at marshallstyler.com. So let's jump into the interview. Hi, Riverand. Thank you so much for allowing me to do this because you have a fascinating story. Thanks, John. And it's so great. Usually I know it's a little bit awkward for myself to talk about myself. So for this to have a chance to interview you, I think it would be so great to start. I think anybody who's ever met you really would be able to say that you're very in tune with your heart. And typically people tend to be very afraid of what's in their heart because of what they might see but you're very bold with being aligned to your heart. Where did that come from? Have you always been like this? Yes, I have. And as much as I appreciate who I am as a sensitive, as an empath, the world isn't always very kind to heart-centered people. It's almost as though you play by a different set of rules. In relationships, because you don't need to do the chase, you may not be as attractive because we see things out of balance that other people may be ignoring and may have a meltdown, that can often be viewed as a weakness when in fact, vulnerability, it's a hidden strength because it allows you to see and feel things that other people miss. So it's 
really important to know that a heart-centered person is seeing with different eyes. And when we see something out of balance, we just want to make it right. And the other part of that is because you're so centered in your heart, somewhere you feel like you have the power to balance it and make it right. Mm. My father was a fisherman. And I remember at about the age of six, him taking me to the east side of town to sell some fish that the um, market wouldn't buy. And noticing the stark contrast in poverty and housing and what the children had and didn't have. I'm asking the question, why is there such a difference between the way they live and the way we live? How did it feel to be this person who grew up with so much empathy, but be around in an environment that was really quite oppressive sometimes? I have always felt since I was a child that this planet was out of balance. And trying to reconcile what you see with what you feel has been so difficult that all throughout life, there have been moments when I felt like I didn't belong here. It continued through adolescence and college and sometimes even today. It's difficult to balance staying in your heart with what the world is accepting. Mm. As I got out on my own, I began to realize that this heart energy was a catalyst for change. And it wasn't very much fun to be carrying it because people don't like change. And when you want to suggest or move something in a different direction with so much resistance, it doesn't go over very well. On the one hand, you want to fit in, you want to be liked. But you can't live with yourself when you know something needs to change and you stay silent. Mm. Being a catalyst was a great thing when it broke open, like a bird coming out of its shell. But getting there and dealing with the emotional impact of rejection and trying to calm your heart is a tough journey. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm seeing you right now speak about this a huge annoyance with a big smile on your face. <laughs> and I'm sure you've been this many times. When you first were that, how did you deal with the, I guess, a little bit of frustration of having to be the catalyst? Is it this hope that's in you that kind of allowed you to go forward? Or what was it that allowed you to keep being the catalyst all the time? A couple of things. There was always this great need to be of service. When you have a big vision and you're heart-centered, you really don't like watching people suffer. You have this instinct that you can make a difference and you go for it. In my 20s, I was a special ed teacher for many years, working in the mental health field with mental retardation, the blind, the deaf. It was something I was good at and I enjoyed it. Later, I became a photographer, photographing musicians live, which was bringing out my artistic side. And finally, I began to explore entrepreneurship. I opened a talent agency in Austin, Texas called Sophisticated Sounds and was facilitating artists making a living and reaching for their dreams. 
Oh, I love it. That's so good. Yes, it was. Working with other artists is an extraordinary experience, especially when you stay open to exploring more creativity and supporting them on every level possible. Later, I journeyed into holistic health and alternative healing, and finally into professional writing. All of these fields of work had two things in common that they required of me, that I maintain an open heart for connection and use my creativity, both of which I feel are the formula for change and for raising the frequency of love in the world. Wow. River Ann, I just am so astonished because typically people are either quite emotional or they're quite cerebral and analytical, yet you hold both parts of that within yourself as if there's no conflict. How has it been throughout your, let's say, adult, your, from your childhood to your adult life with both of those parts of you that are so loud? How have you operated with both following your heart and having such a clear and analytical mind? Well, first, I'm a Libra. And there's always this challenge to balance what you see with what you feel and then try to process it so your heart and your mind can live in the same body. Yes. And then I have this special connection with spirit I call text messages. You see, source, intuition, guides, angels, whatever you want to refer to it as, really comes through us and speaks to us and gives us direction and guidance. And for me, it usually comes through in my head in the form of what my angels told me was a text message. Sometimes it's a feeling. That's definitely very real as well. But often for me, it's a spiritual text message. And I learned a long time ago to pay attention to those cues, to that information and not discard it. Anytime I discard it, it bites me in the butt. <laughs> yes. And finally, I don't give up. Regardless how painful it is or how vulnerable I may be to the outside world or an individual or just in life, I don't give up. I've been described as one of the most persistent people you'll ever meet, but it's not in me to give up on anything that I believe in. If I don't stay centered in my heart, I don't feel like I'm in my body. And perhaps that would be helpful for others too. When you're really uncomfortable in your body, perhaps it has something to do with where your heart is in balance or not. Wow. What a beautiful life to be living because really so much, I mean, I think a lot of people have a lot of effort and they try to figure out what's next and really use that inner source of effort. Whereas you are operating in a space of openness and then you get these text messages that tell you what's next. And it's just a completely different way of operating. And it's something I've had to train myself to be okay with and why so many times in my life I felt like I didn't belong here. It's as if I spoke a different language, but it's just how I came into the world. 
and we each have a different interpretation given whatever our life experiences were. You know, the pandemic is something we're still trying to understand. My guidance indicated it was a call to action. However, I didn't arrive at that conclusion overnight. Like everyone else, I had to go within for answers. I meditated a lot, and I kept receiving information in those text messages from Source. And the most profound thing I received was that this was the time I came for, the time I'd been waiting for my whole life. And I was really struck by that with a bit of excitement, to tell you the truth. My guide said that my soul had volunteered to be here to help escort in what they called a new earth, the one I'd dreamt about since my childhood and felt in my heart. And this was the beginning. I continued to question what was going on, and I received the message to pay no attention to the human assessment, that any or all of the things we were witnessing might be going on or they might not, but it didn't matter. They were saying, there's a larger event happening that you can't see, but it's unfolding. My guides told me that this pandemic was necessary for humanity, which had become the most destructive force on the planet, so that people would go inside and reevaluate what was important, and that the earth and the animals needed some time to heal. They defined this period as transformation. And I said, really? This is what it looks like? And the response was, transformation isn't always pretty. And I got it. Mm. So I began to search and ask, what's my part? What's my part? What am I supposed to do? I've been collecting heartstones from all over the world for the last 30 years, and I knew it had something to do with opening and connecting hearts, that people had stopped connecting because of closed hearts, because of wounding, that they needed to heal. They needed to learn how to trust again and open their hearts. That connection comes from source, and that source within is called love. That wisdom of love connects us in consciousness, something humanity has in many ways forgotten how to do. So this remembering of who we are and opening our hearts opens our consciousness. So how would I do this? After waiting two years, I was led to podcasting, the platform for a voice and messages from the heart that could be felt around the world. With this new importance of understanding the transformation that everyone is going through, this podcast sounds like a resonation of your soul wanting to then use this message to really reach others. Yes, it is. One of the most sacred things in the world to me is connection because it brings love and recognition. So if my life is about being a catalyst, then let it be a catalyst for love. Wow, what a profound podcast. 
that is going to just impact so many lives. Thank you for sharing some of your story, which I'm sure we'll hear more of along this journey, but really opening up your heart to us today to tell us who you are and why this podcast matters so much. I am so excited to be on this journey with you. Thank you. I'm excited too, because my experience has been that the wisdom of the heart defies the textbooks of the mind. And this beautiful collective energy that is building from all of us working together will lift human consciousness to a new level we've never dreamt we could reach. And it's time. To your understanding of how unity actually works, you're not just talking about it, you're really living it. Well, that was sort of fun. I hope you enjoyed the intimacy. This closing music is from Dan Vega from his CD, Capture Music. And the song is titled, In the End. How appropriate, right? (laughs) You'll be hearing more of his music on this podcast because Dan is absolutely connected to his heart and has a lot to say. He's also a gorgeous vocalist. I hope you enjoyed this glimpse into my world and the potential that we have to heal and impact the world together. I look forward to knowing more about you and yours. So please feel free to share with me and each other as we connect in a sacred space of joy and gratitude. For it's only there that we begin to truly change ourselves and escort in a new earth. Sponsor funding for today was provided by the Goldenstein Gallery of Sedona and Sedona's New Day Spa. September the 21st, coming right up, marks the 41st anniversary of the International Day of Peace, a globally shared date for all humanity to commit to peace above all differences. The Goldenstein Gallery will be hosting their fifth annual Everyday Peace Art Exhibit throughout the five-star luxury resort of La Berge de Sedona. So make sure to check it out if you're in town and put it on your calendar anytime from the 3rd to the 30th. For more information, visit their website, goldensteinart.com. And Sedona's new day spa was just voted the best day spa for the past 14 years. They provide an oasis of fabulous body treatments in a beautiful, serene setting with outdoor gardens, fountains, and a hot tub. They offer a unique menu of desert nature body treatments and over a dozen specialized massages from Swedish and deep tissue to aromatherapy, Reiki, Shiatsu, prenatal and reflexology. This is a really cool place and the only one of its kind in Sedona. For appointments, call 928-282-7502 or go to their website and you'll see current specials, sedonanewdayspa.com. Finally, if you're resonating with HeartSense, mine, yours, 
all of ours. Please share this podcast with your family and friends and colleagues. I launched in March of 2022, and I'm absolutely overwhelmed with the beautiful reception from all of you. It's my hope that these episodes will bring more light into your heart and more vision to your life. This is River Anne. Thank you for listening.